This is Mate, a podcast about marketing, advertising, technology, and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Adam Jaffrey, and I'm a digital strategist, a podcaster, and an entrepreneur. Today, I'm speaking to Ronsley Vaz, who is the head of the audio-focused marketing agency called Amplify. And he's also written a book by the same name. And today, we talk about audio marketing, podcasting, the pros and cons, uh, and we get into quite an interesting debate, actually, um, about whether audio marketing is really the right strategic approach to marketing. So, stick around for that. Let's go talk to him. So, who are you and what do you do? <laughs> that's, uh, that's a pretty confronting question for the first one. Uh, as, a, as a podcast host, I, I, I would assume that you would have done your research. But anyway... Um, <laughs> I, I did, I did, but um, uh, I'll let you introduce yourself and then I'll tell you why I asked that question. I, I hope this is part of the recording, man. This should be part of the recording. But It is, but, yeah. Um, uh, I'm Ronsley and uh, I'm an alcoholic. No, I'm joking. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm Ronsley and I run an agency called Amplify. Uh, at the core, we are a full digital service marketing agency that focuses primarily on audio. Uh, we focused on its consumption, the way it helps with engagement and trust, and how we can use it to grow and market a business. So we are the first audio marketing agency in the world. Um, in essence, our strategies are based on pool marketing rather than interrupt uh, advertising, and basically how uh, a business can get their ideal clients to find them when they already know that that business can solve their problems in an effective and efficient manner. That's our job. We are a global company in six time zones um, and uh, we specialize in clients that are unique and different. They're looking to shape up, shake up the industry in some way um, and they want to be recognized for their uniqueness. I love it. So, that's, uh, that's really fascinating that uh, you're a, a digital marketing agency that focuses on audio. I've not kind of encountered that speciality before. So, I really want to drill deeply into that. Um, but uh, I did want to just kind of give you a um, go back to what I was saying at the at the, at the top there um, about why I ask uh, my opening question the way I do. I actually stole it from another podcast um, called Six Pixels of Separation, oh, yeah. which is um, hosted by a guy called Mitch Joel. He runs an agency in Canada. Yeah. But um, I really like the question, who are you and what do you do? Because it's, it allows uh, the person who is being interviewed to introduce themselves the way that they want to be known um, rather than uh, me saying, hey, this is Ronsley, he's, you know, uh, in charge of this agency and whatever. Um, it lets you get to the heart of uh, how you want to present yourself. Um, you can talk about uh, what you do for work. You can talk about your hobbies. You can talk about whatever. I'm not asking what your career is. I'm not asking what your business is. I'm asking, what do you do? So, it's how you identify yourself. I just think it's an interesting interesting way to, to kick it off. So, uh, so yeah, cool. So Ronsley, I want to start off with um with Amplify. Um, you, you kind of gave a little bit of a summary um of uh, of what you guys do, but as a an agency that focuses on uh, on audio, what does how does that kind of manifest itself? Like, what kind of work do you do for your clients? I mean, for me, it, podcasts immediately come to mind, but it may um it may be radio ads or so. Give us a bit of a summary. So. It's not radio ads, uh, but when you think about uh, conversation, so you know how every single conversion that ever happens in a business happens in a conversation. Uh, whether you get a new team member on board, a new client on board, new partners, 
stakeholders, investors, they all happen in conversations. The conversations are key. So basically what we do is we harness the power of conversation to create an eco chamber of content and digital assets that we use to market your business. Uh, audio doesn't have to stay audio. Uh, audio can, can transform into a, a variety of different forms like social uh, text and articles and billboards and uh, magazine uh, articles, um, video as well, uh, and slide decks. Uh, we do a whole variety of things. Uh, so the conversations already are already being had in, in business. We just um, amplify them. Nice pun there. <laughs> and I guess that was the idea behind the name as well, uh, Amplify, kind of that, that little nod to, uh, to audio content. Yeah. I wanted to, uh, to ask about some of the services that you, that you do offer. So, um, you spoke about a few there um, and I noticed that you guys also provide a lot of training to, uh, to organizations. That's kind of a big part of, of what you offer. Mm-hmm. And that's like, uh, I guess, training organizations in how to create their own content rather than um, you guys always just doing it for them. Um, so, what's kind of the idea behind that? Well, we, we started- I started along on this path about three and a half years ago and- uh, I realized that even today, podcasting is a tainted word. So, it's like saying, I go to church. Uh, people either think that I'm a good boy or someone that's a nut for still believing in religion. Uh, yeah. The people, the people who are on the inside of the circle love it and, uh, and those outside have a bit of a um, strange opinion about it. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and again, I think, I think going into businesses and saying that you've got to start a podcast was the dumbest idea I had. Um, because, <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, because I was just kind of going, all right, how can I make money? And I can make money by teaching people how to podcast. And I think a lot of people are doing that, but no one's actually thinking about the result. And it took, I mean, a few months, like a few long months, at least 16 to 18 months of people telling me just go stuff myself. Um, that I kind of went, wait, what am I saying wrong? And I realized that, um, Podcasting was just uh, the medium, the how, and I was I was not once selling the why or the what. And I was just kind of going, "This is how you're going to do it." And um, when I kind of brought it down into con- conversations and conversions, and and the idea that audio is such a powerful medium, uh, they came up with the idea that they should start a podcast. So it was an entirely different pitch. And the question, I suppose, that uh, you're asking is. Why did we start it? Uh, I think that every business needs to um, find a unique way of telling their story. And um, every time I come across someone that's doing something so unique, I, you know, um, I get a tiny orgasm. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like there's so much of the same stuff out there that, um, we're just copying one another. And copying is fine to a certain point. I mean, the best comedians copy people they look up to and, and that's cool. But at some stage they kinda go, but this is who I am, this is my this is what I do and this is my brand and they can't start developing stuff on their own. So I am looking primarily to help businesses to create that unique piece of content, unique piece of audio that um no one in the industry has ever seen before and and pretty much shape them to be, you know, the hub when it comes to the industry. So, that's a really nice tangent or, or kind of segue into what I wanted to ask you about next. Um, 
why audio? What's what's so powerful about the audio medium um, in compared to, you know, images or um, moving image, so, you know, video or even the written word? You know, I've had um, uh, copywriters on this podcast before and we talked about the power of the written word and why that's so compelling. But uh, I want to hear your impressions about why audio is so important. Well, um, at 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 its core, it's probably the only form of medium that you can consume while you're doing other things. Um, every other piece of media, you got to stop what you're doing to consume it. Uh, whether it's the, however powerful the written word is, and however powerful uh, a, a video is, you've got to stop. You've got to give it your full attention. And um, you see the decline of webinars. You see how many people are kind of. You know, registering for webinars, not attending it or attending webinars while doing other things. And, and it's, it's how do you keep that attention? You can keep that attention through audio because it's intimate. It, uh, it builds relationships. It is the first uh, sense we develop as children. That's why moms and dads sing to their babies in, 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 in the womb. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, it, it also does, it's not only the auditory sense that's, um, uh, that makes it powerful because it's also kinesthetic. Uh, the audio waves uh, produce this. Really, I don't this this sense of connection that when it hits against our eardrums, it allows us to communicate better. Because when you think again, going back to the whole conversation thing, uh, that's why you don't have you write don't write an article for your first date. You can't have a conversation, um, and you do that over over some sort of social lubricant, um, uh, whether it is a coffee or a dinner or uh, you know a drink. Um, I, I I that's that's what I think. Uh, audio is easy to easy to produce. Uh, it allows you to create content quicker because we're, we've been speaking since we were kids. Um, it's easier to be a storyteller using audio. Um, uh, I think audio allows you to create a movement. Like when you think about every single change in human history, whether it is um, a phone with one button or um, you know the the idea about race equality we can trace it back to a single speech that changed the way we saw certain things uh, the steve Jobs speech and the martin luther king speech are, are pr- mm-hmm. uh, profound and, and they create movements um and you know we, we we don't have to buy a separate piece of equipment it's already in our pocket so it saves you time it's uh, easier to consume um i think i think that's why audio is uh, is really powerful so Runzo, you spoke about all of the benefits of audio and, and i agree with um pretty much all of those um, what are some of the challenges of creating audio content? I, th- I think uh, that's a great question. I've been asking that question on my podcast for, 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 for years now and no one's been able to give me a good answer. But I think it's become so easy to produce audio that we forget that if we've taken 10 seconds to come up with our stupid idea, then anyone else you know, would not find it fascinating because it's, it's just a simple idea, like spend some time on it. Uh, however, when you think about video and you think about what you're going to write, you spend so much time thinking about it. And I feel that's the big difference. I think that's the biggest disadvantage because it's so easy to produce and so easy to create. We don't necessarily give ourselves, um, I don't know, we don't give ourselves enough time. We don't give ourselves enough brain space and energy to actually think of something unique uh everyone wants to be the next business podcast everyone wants to be the next health food show um and uh unfortunately there can only be you know a few that that raise to that uh, you know the cream the cream of the of the crop sort of thing so but you can you can create your own unique way of of representing what you do and who you are uh, if you just spend some time on on figuring that out i think that's probably the biggest disadvantage. 
Yeah, and, and look, that really comes back to defining the why uh, you're creating content. Um, and that's that's a common theme that I've spoken about a lot with my podcast. Um, and a lot of, you know, really intelligent guests have kind of uh, mirrored that um, that advice, always find your why. Um, but uh, I guess there's a, there's a couple of things I wanted to ask about um, re- related to challenges of audio. Yep. One of the things that I was thinking about was uh, the cost of producing audio, like like compelling audio. I mean, anybody can start a podcast with an iPhone and uh, an internet connection, right? That that's that's easy and possible. But is it compelling enough? And is it moving people? And is it uh, encapsulating and and those kinds of things? Because gone are the glory days of podcasting where you could get away with um, with crappy audio and without a plan and without a well-researched um, interview and uh, and that kind of stuff. Um, now, we've got big players on uh, on the scene like radio networks uh, who've been doing this for years yep. and dedicated podcast um, studios like uh, Gimlet Media and like um, Serial and those kinds of things, This American Life, these guys, because- and what they're doing is they're, they've really raised the bar for all podcasters. And whilst it's bringing new people into the medium as a listener, you know, shows like Serial and that kind of thing, it, it's also raising the bar from a production standpoint because people expect us to be, uh, as, as podcasters, expect us to be producing superior audio um, with music and it's well mixed and it's leveled and that kind of thing. So, do you think cost uh, is now becoming a barrier to entry for, for creating compelling audio content? Uh, no, I don't think so. I uh, the e- piece of equipment that I use cost me two hundred dollars all up, and I, you know, I, again, I don't, I, I don't necessarily think. I think that it's time, but if you if you think of uh, different other mediums like video, uh, you know, you can produce compelling video. It might not be a Netflix production, but and and you compare what you're comparing is the Netflix of audio. Let's Gimlet. Uh, Gimlet startup as an example, the podcast has a budget of a million dollars a year, and yeah, of course, I mean, uh, you know, a, a Netflix film has uh, a, a budget of you know, a uh, you know, couple of million dollars at least. So it, it it's um it's it's you know horses for courses. I think that's that's the that's the phrase. Um, you can also produce a whole bunch of uh, really good content. And, and write a book and put a book out there, but it might not be a New York Times bestseller. It might, might not be like such an engaging read that everyone will talk about it. But if you, if you focus it down and you figure out your niche and you figure out who you're talking to and, and, and you build on that, um, I feel like the base, at base level, people don't take the time to figure out who it is that they're trying to reach and what those people care about most. I mm-hmm. feel, when people are starting podcasts, they kind of just go, I need a podcast for my business, so I'm going to start a podcast. Um, and, and because my business is around social, social media marketing, I'll start a social media marketing podcast or, uh, yep. or something like that. You know what? That, that reminds me a lot of the kind of shifts we've seen in the marketing space over the years. I've seen this happen a number of times. Um, when the internet kind of first came into play, everyone was like, oh, we need a website. And, it, and nobody thought about why. And then social media came out. Oh, we need a Facebook page. Why um, is kind of the question that I would be asking in response. We need to be on Instagram or Snapchat or whatever. Um, the new thing is is kind of what all the marketers go after because it's sexy and it's a technology company and, um, and that kind of thing. And you're right. And this is a, a, another theme that um, a lot of my guests have echoed. 
take it back a step and think about what the audience you're trying to reach is and what the best way to communicate with uh, with them is. Sure. And so, I, I guess one thing that was an interesting question for me as I was um, preparing to chat with you, and I, and I knew that Amplify Agency focuses on, on audio, um, I, I guess I, I was thinking that a holistic marketing strategy should really start out channel neutral. Yes. So, you know, there's a great quote from um, Mark Ritson, who's a, a marketing expert, and he says, media neutrality allows a company to get its strategy work done first and then worry about which media channel will deliver that strategy best and for the least money. Sure. So, my question to you, Ronsley, is doesn't running an audio-focused agency fly in the face of strategic marketing? Wow, that's the best question I've been asked uh, ever. Uh, uh, <laughs> I win the prize. And uh, you win a prize. Uh, and the prize is the best question ever. Um, <laughs> I think that... Uh, so, when we start off, we the, the step that where we launch the audio is step four. We first... Uh, I'll, and I'll talk about the, the, the seven steps of the Amplify framework. But... Uh, we don't start off saying that you got to launch a podcast. In fact, a lot of our clients, especially the ones on stock exchanges and stuff like that, they don't, you don't, you don't hear their audio. The audio is not out in the public. Uh, but they, they, we use their audio to create content that they've never seen before and their business and their, and, um, and, and their marketing has never seen that kind of, uh, raw, authentic, stuff that you know agencies what agencies do is they kind of give you a form to fill and, and ask you why you're different and ask you all these uh all these questions we don't do that we kind of go we have conversations uh, our team has conversations with them their clients uh we get them to record the, the conversations they're already having and and then we create um a strategy from that point any other way to do that uh i feel um, defeats the purpose of a, of a marketing strategy. Uh, I think the more conversations you have, and sometimes you, you can't, I mean, how many conversations around marketing can you have before a business goes, okay, that's enough. But if we, if we, if we record the stuff that they're already doing anyway, then we have enough uh, information that we can use to create their strategy and, and create a way forward. Um there are various ways to use audio. Uh, it doesn't necessarily need to be uh, in the hearing form, but it definitely gets the best uh, best, best bits of content out uh, for sure, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, sure. And, and um, we're going to move on to uh, the Amplify framework in, in just a sec, but I did want to kind of press you on this issue a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think just to kind of um, reframe the question, when you start from the perspective of we're doing something with audio, by definition, you're ignoring um, word and um, video and um, all the other channels uh, of, of communication. And I guess, like, what I'm wondering is, doesn't that mean um, you're not necessarily spending your money in the most effective way as a business because you're locked into a channel decision before you even start? No, I, like, like I said, we, we, we're not locked into a channel, but uh, we get the content from audio. So when so when we start off, we don't we don't know that they're going to launch a podcast. And and I mentioned this before. A lot of our clients that have been with us for uh, over a year now, they they still don't have a podcast because it's not the right strategy for them. But we still get their content from conversations that come out of audio. 
Right. Uh, so the, the key to capturing content, the key to capturing unique pieces of advice, and and again, like when you think about this conversation, you're only getting uh, you're only getting to ask and re-ask and reframe and do all these kind of stuff because we are having a conversation. Mm-hmm. If you gave me the list of questions and I gave you a list of answers back, this second clarification question would have never been there. Do you know what I mean? So, yep. it's all about the conversation. It's all about how you can have the conversation to get exactly what you're after that you can use to market the business. And it doesn't mean that the marketing happens on uh, on a predefined channel. Uh, it means that, that we use the content that we get through the conversations that we have to create a strategy depending on where that company is going and, and what their focus is. And, and at some stage, uh, if it does come along, uh, yes, we'll start a podcast. Mm-hmm. And so it might not might might not always manifest itself in in a podcast, but um, but you're just uh, producing different types of um, of material from uh, the audio, I guess. Um, input is what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. The key is that their, their demographic and their ideal clients need to be able to find them when they have a problem that that business can solve. So when they're doing their Google search um, and they're doing their research. Um, our job is to make sure that that business gets found and they get found for the value that they are able to deliver. Whether that happens in audio or video or slide decks or social media or articles or billboards or whatever else, uh, is, um, is, is, is the, is the how, I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. that doesn't really matter, uh, as much as it is, it does matter to provide value. All right, so that's a really nice segue into uh, the the Amplify framework because um, you were talking about the the why and the different steps. Um, the fourth being actually launching uh, something. So, um, yeah, tell me what's the book called and and give me an overview of the uh, the Amplify framework. Sure. So the book is called Amplify. I wish I remember the whole thing about it. Uh, I don't. I can't remember what the tagline is. And I, I do remember what the tagline is. Raise your voice, boost your brand, and grow your business. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Such like a typical, um, you know, subline to a, to a title. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. Uh, it was like, work less, make more money, and enjoy life or, you know, like these self-help books. <laughs> Pretty much. And it is a self-help book. I mean, lot, lot, lots of uh, businesses can't afford us. So, I decided to put that into a book and... Um, and they can follow the seven-step framework and they do it themselves. And the problem with most podcasts uh, is that they don't actually take the time to have the decent conversation or they don't have to take the time to figure out exactly what they're after. So, um, this, this book um, is, is, is for them. And um, the book primarily takes into account the idea that conversations are already happening in your business and you need to take advantage of them. So let me talk about who it's for. I think it's for any business owner that is looking to kind of uh, embrace audio. So the book does take, does sort of um, make the assumption that you want to get into audio at some stage, uh, whether it is uh, initially or at a, at, at a later stage. Uh, but it does give you a full marketing system, um, and it's uh, and it starts off with um, analyzing your audience. So that's a. Uh, in that, you kind of clarify strategies and work on audiences, and and audiences are 
uh, who who you're really after and who you can partner with, but also why you're different. Uh, and that's what we do in, in the first step. Uh, the second step is about your, your brand, uh, mold your brand, uh, where we sort uh, all the elements of your branding. So the idea that even your email signature is part of your brand. And if you have to put um, your logo on an image that goes out, then, you know, you're you still have a long way to go with your branding. Um, and Ronsley, I might just um, interrupt for one sec there. Um, just for if, if you're listening, the um, the seven steps are A-M-P-L-I-F-Y, which spell out Amplify. So, we've done A and M and, uh, and you're going on to the next one now. Yeah. Uh, P is productize your ecosystem. And, and that's where we create an ecosystem for, for your products. And, and typically, most businesses think... Uh, they have, you know, usually if they're a service business, they kind of go, this is what we do. But it's all these other things along the way that they need to create products around, like, you know, a podcast is a product, um, a blog post is a product. All these things help uh, move uh, a lead across um, the line to becoming a customer. So we create a whole product ecosystem because just launching audio without that ecosystem, again, is a wasted effort. Uh, people just create the audio and kind of go, oh, yeah, I'll get advertising. That's another dumb way to do shit. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we make sure that their products are because they have something to sell or they have something to build on. And, and I get asked this question the most, I think. So, Ronsley, how do you make money from podcasts? And I want to, <laughs> if I had a dollar, I think I would have created a new income stream. <laughs> how do you make money from podcasting? You yeah. you tell other people how to make money from podcasting. <laughs> you 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 actually have a business is, is how you create yeah. money from podcasting, and and you find that a lot of um you find like a lot of um podcasters don't have businesses. They have not worked on their business. They don't have a product market fit, and and that's just. It's a waste of time to create. I'm, I'm, I'm saying this out right here. If, if you're at a stage that you don't have a business, do not create a podcast. Uh, go and find product market fit, find your customers. And then when you have, um, you're oversubscribed with customers, that's when you go and start creating content for them. Um, step four is launching audio. That's the L. Uh, and that's again, just. The, the nuts and bolts of, of, of producing audio. Uh, I is intensify your messaging. Uh, this is where we extract marketing messages from audio. Uh, so launching audio for our clients could potentially not necessarily mean booking on a podcast. It could just mean we create the systems that um, allow them to start recording. So then we can implement uh, step five, which is intensifying a message. Uh, step six is about fostering engagement. Uh, where we use other activities to increase engagement. So a lot of the times what happens is our clients don't have a problem with getting leads as much as they have uh, an issue with time to nurture those leads. So how can we increase engagement that they are not spending that time to nurture the leads and we can find other ways to make that happen. So engagement is key. And and finally, why is, is Elon investment? Because Amplified in L, end in R. Uh, so that's where we measure investment. <laughs> instead of return on investment, yield on investment. That's right. Uh, so uh, again, having any marketing system without metrics is um, is wasteful. So um, that's that's the seven steps. Okay, so um, just on that last one, let's let's start there. Um, yield on investment. Um, metrics. Uh, I think that's actually uh, an area where a lot of um, 
well, podcasters themselves struggle with, but also uh, I'm assuming businesses that get into podcasting, um, the, the metrics uh, that are offered to podcasters are, are not great in some ways, and they are great in other ways. Um, for example, uh, there is no um, uh, subscriber number that you can get anywhere. You don't get any information from iTunes or whatever about that. Um, but you do know how many downloads your episodes get, which kind of makes um, podcasts maybe a better measured medium than radio, for example, or billboards, which are based on uh, estimates and surveys of a small sample set of the number of the population. So, I just want to get your thoughts on um you know, what kind of metrics you recommend to your clients about how to measure whether their audio content um, or specifically whether their podcast is successful? So, we don't actually measure whether their podcast is successful as much as we measure whether the whole marketing system works for their business. Right. Um, and again, that's probably again that, that's probably the mistake that most podcasters are making. They're kind of going, uh, I, I don't have enough listeners. Uh, we have we have podcasters that have listeners of you know like um, about 150 a day, and and they still make shit loads of money. Uh, but that's the point is it's not about the number as much as it's about how do you use that in different ways. So we actually make sure that we measure the marketing system rather than than uh, just uh, the podcast. Uh, growth. So numbers don't mean anything. Numbers is a, ma- a vanity metric, totally vanity metric. Mm-hmm. So, so what kind of numbers do you measure then? So we measure things like um, reach. Uh, how so each podcast? How how how? Where does it reach? So when we take an episode and we break it up into an article, and the article goes onto LinkedIn and it goes onto. Um, uh, medium and we have uh, obviously the blog post and we have social media and uh, slide decks and all that kind of stuff and we measure the reach does has this episode reached more people uh, that have engaged with it and then the next step is engagement we, we measure engagement like we measure reshares are a big one for us like re uh, when someone cares enough about a piece of content that they decide that you know it should be part of of their system. Uh, for for us, that is huge. So we call that amplification rate. Um, and uh, then we measure acquisition. So how many um, how many new leads or subscribers do we get as a result of this content that we've created? Um, leads and and email subscriptions and. Uh, and business is really important. And then we measure conversion. So action sales results, um, average purchase value, revenue, uh, average revenue per customer, uh, conversions, conversion rate, all that kind of stuff. And, and finally, we, we measure retention, um, happy customers and, and brand ambassadors. Um, that's, that's also important because a lot of the times we create content for, leads rather than or customer no people that are not customers yet would be forget that we already have customers and we mm. actually be creating you know some content for them so all all that kind of stuff together uh creates um the metrics that we produce sure and it sounds very uh similar to how one might measure any content marketing um stream so whether it's you know you 
produce a blog and you're looking at how many people read it, how long they spend reading it, um, do they share it with their social networks, how many leads come in from uh, that page to uh, your business um, leads uh, line or your email form or whatever, uh, and then how much do they purchase, do, how much do they purchase, how valuable is that, uh, how valuable are they as a customer. So, um, so it sounds like you're, you're employing um, a lot of the similar tactics to what we, we use just in broader content marketing, which is, which is great, and I think that's the right approach. So, Ronsley, what's a common mistake that you see brands making in the industry right now? Well, I think uh, SEO and uh, and SEM and and all the traditional ways of marketing seem to be have a lot of uh, traction on you know content marketing, and and while they have their place, I think. Uh, it's because it's been around for longer. So, so I think the mistakes that brands are making are they're kind of going with what they have heard for longer, and kind of going, oh, I've, I I know about SEO, I know about billboards, I know about magazine ads, so I'm gonna go and invest there. Um, I feel like, I feel like brands are not taking the time to figure out exactly who their customers are and what those customers care about so they i was talking to um uh, a hairdressing salon the, the other day and and they were like you know we still charge you know we still charge 25 dollars a haircut and I, I don't know how to increase the prices i'm like well because you're not really caring about what exactly your 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 people want uh for most guys it's just um it's just a painful st- haircut like it's just something that we need to do to make sure that it doesn't get unmanageable and we just have to do it every month <sighs> why does it, why isn't why haven't you taken the time to think uh, about how you can make it easier for them or more pleasurable for them to come in uh, you're not really thinking about that you're just kind of going well I'm a barber let me just cut hair yep. um, so I think that's a big problem that brands are making they're not really taking time to figure out who their customers are and what they really really care about uh, if that makes sense just on that point, um, Ronsley, there's a, a hairdressing salon in, in uh, based in Brisbane, I think, which is where you guys are. Um, so, I don't know if you played a part in this, but um, they announced a couple of weeks ago that they're doing a... Um uh, a promotion called Frisky Fridays, and uh, and basically uh, the idea is you're an adult male, uh, over 18s only. You come in, you get a beer while you're getting your hair cut, yes. and um, and the and the lady that um, washes your hair does it topless. Um, so <laughs> you talked about you know turning something from a uh, uh, kind of an obligation where you you have to just uh, go and get your hair cut because so you don't look like a um, scruffy yeah. you know un un kind of managed person. But uh, that's an interesting way to. Add Add value to uh, the haircut experience. Absolutely, and and they have something to say. They have something that you know people want to write about. They have something that you caught your attention so much that you decided to say it. Like, you know, like, and, and everyone was. Well, how could you not? <laughs> well, true for a guy, yeah, of course. Um, if someone says boobs, and, and I just said boobs, and everyone, all the guys in the office just turned and looked at. Me. <laughs> That's how we're wired. So, um, what what podcasts talk about boobs? Wow, this all uh, this will be good for some uh, some SEO. Some good PR, yes. <laughs> um, so, Ronsley, what's exciting you right now? Um, I I'm I'm constantly surprised at the growth that Amplify has been through. I uh, it blows my mind that it will be it'll be a year next year that we officially uh, amplify the company, um, and we're already million a million dollar company in, in six time zones and. And our, our, our clients are doing amazing things, and I'm having these amazing conversations with people that 
I don't mind having dinner with and hanging out with and they're all clients, which is so cool. Uh, that's exciting me. We are podcast this year is exciting me because John is coming uh, from Puerto Rico with Kate and uh, he's opening We Are Podcast this year in Brisbane. Uh, Jordan Harbinger is coming back. Uh, that's cool. We're doing it in Brisbane this year rather than the Gold Coast, so that's going to be a bit different. Uh, we did two years in the Gold Coast. Um, I, I think <laughs> there's a lot of cool stuff on. The book just launched last week on Amazon and each book uh, keeps a, a, a child in school for five uh, five days that has been saved from sex trafficking. Like, I think generally, <laughs> just life in general is exciting me right now. Uh, mm-hmm. So, that's cool. Yeah, and that sex trafficking thing you spoke about uh, actually refers to uh, another interview that you did. Um, so, I'll, I'll link that up just to provide a little bit of context. But um, essentially, you're, you're donating some funds from the book to uh, help keep kids in school, which prevents them from, from uh, sex trafficking. Is that right? Yeah, so $8.10 from each book, uh, doesn't matter where it's bought, goes to keep a child in school that has been saved from sex trafficking. Yeah. Amazing. Well, Ronsley, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, where can people find you and uh, an Amplify agency and also the Amplify book? Yeah, thanks. Um, uh, mustamplify.com is our website because uh, amplify.com was taken, so we had to find something else. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, the Amplify book, uh, theamplifybook.com is where you find everything about uh, the book, but slash Amazon, it will take you straight to Amazon if you'd like to buy it from there. Um, but otherwise, uh, man, there's only one Ron, I, I, no, I, I'll, I'll rephrase that. There's only one Ronsley Vaz. So if you just Google my name, um, I mean, you'll get all my social media stuff. Uh, if you want to contact me there or send me an email, um, I'm not really good with email, but, um, yeah, say hello uh, on social media. I'll say hello back. The one question we didn't get to, but I did want to ask you about, was um, the job titles um, at uh, Amplify. You've got yep. your chief daydreamer. We've got queen of operations. We've got a word wizard, a fairy tale maker. What's the what's the idea behind that? There is no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's very Silicon Valley esque, really. Um, having these, you know, like the chief ninja and those kinds of things. Um, they, they pick their own titles, right? Okay. So we don't. Um, we don't pick what they they should be. Um, they come on in, in in a month's time. They have a month uh, sort of ceremony that they've been on for a month, and at that time they pick their title. Okay, cool. Uh, and so, why did you choose Chief Daydreamer? I've been the Chief Daydreamer for in in, in ever since I've been an entrepreneur because I was I was told that daydreaming was um, not good in school, mm-hmm. and I. Um, I realized that all the cool stuff that came in my life came from daydreaming. Great. All right. Well, thank you for coming on the show. And uh, I'll see you up at uh, We Are Podcast in, uh, in Brisbane. Sounds awesome, man. Thank you for having me. It's been cool. Thanks, dude. Thanks for listening to Mate. The show notes for this episode can be found at the website matepodcast.com. Um, please leave an iTunes review if you enjoyed the show. And if you have any feedback, send me an email, adam at matepodcast.com. I'd like to say a really big thank you to Ronsley for coming on the show. Um, and actually, he gave me some really, really useful feedback um, about my interview style after we finished up this episode. So, I just wanted to reach out and say thank you because um, you'll hear over, I guess, the coming episodes... I've really started to refine my style um, of conducting an interview. It's actually quite a difficult skill, um, which I didn't realize when I started this show. And as I look back over, you know, the, the year and a bit of podcasts um, that I've recorded, 
it's really interesting to see how that's evolved. So um, I really feel like I've started to find my groove and, uh, and, and the show's really benefiting as a result. So Ronsley, thank you for the feedback. This show was edited by Josh Armour from Armour Pod Productions. The Mate logo is designed by Courtney Carmen, and the music is by Nine Inch Nails used under a Creative Commons license. Thank you so much for listening in once again. Um, you really make this show worth doing uh, and it is an absolute honour. This show is made with love, sweat and tears, and sometimes tears, in my hometown, Melbourne, Australia. I'm your host, Adam Jaffrey, and this was a Jaffrey product. You get it? It's a pun. A Jaffrey product. We'll speak to you next time. Bye for now. Bloody dogs.